Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, December 11, 2023. Ray McGovern joins us now. Ray, always a pleasure. Thank you uh, very much for your time. Do you uh, sense a general realization among Western elites, except for Joe Biden and Lincoln and the White House and the State Department, uh, that Ukraine has been, uh, that the war in Ukraine is over uh, and Ukraine can go nowhere? Except for the people in London, yes, there's a wide recognition that uh, that far from what Biden said two months ago that Russia has already lost, it's just the other way around. It got mixed up, okay? Russia had already won. Now, the question is, what he's going to tell Zelensky on Wednesday? My God, you know, why would he want Zelensky coming in to talk to him tete-a-tete? I fear, I fear the worst. These guys are in real trouble. What kind of deus ex machina? What kind of, of special surprise, special false flag operation are they planning? I mean, that's the only thing that they that makes sense for them to meet. So, yeah, I'm really worried because as, as all these other leaders watch on, they also see that Biden and his coterie of, uh, of sophomores uh, have a lot of stake in this, not least of all the election and the the notion that that Trump might win and put them all in prison. I do not exaggerate. When you look at Hunter's, uh, when you look at what the Department of Justice has done to uh, this 53-page indictment, the most recent one on Hunter Biden, it, it bends over backwards not to mention who his father is and what right. role. Well, you know, um, uh, Zelensky is coming Wednesday. He is not going to address a joint session of Congress. He's going to do something that to me is unheard of. I'm not a congressional historian. He's addressing the Senate. So Chuck Schumer, uh, the majority leader of the Senate, invited him to address the Senate, not a joint session of Congress, not the House of Representatives, just the Senate. Uh, I think Joe knows that he's in trouble domestically, politically. Uh, the Senate last week blocked an effort to even consider the $68 billion he wants to send to Ukraine. Uh, Mike Johnson, they'll probably cut a compromise. That's all he's been doing since he became Speaker of the House. Uh, at this point, is not even going to let the Ukraine thing come to the floor of the House uh, because the overwhelming majority of the Republican caucus 
uh, is uh, is against it. So Zelensky's coming with a tin cup uh, in his hand. Uh, Secretary Austin announced another drawdown. Um, Chris, I think we have that uh, we have that clip. Don't I think it's number six? To support Ukraine's immediate needs, I am announcing our 50-second drawdown of equipment and services from U.S. stocks. This package includes additional munitions for air defense, uh, artillery and tank weapons, and small arms munitions. Now, at today's important Defense Industrial Base Summit, we discuss ways to strengthen partnerships among Ukraine and the U.S. defense industry. And all this just underscores America's commitment to a free and sovereign Ukraine. Spoken like a good once and future board member of Raytheon, he might as well have called that summit the military industrial complex. Um, you remember how those drawdowns work. Mrs. Pelosi and company gave Joe Biden $113 billion. He spends it in chunks. They don't tell us how much because they don't keep an accurate record. The Defense Department once admitted, you remember this, it was off by $6 billion. But uh, another drawdown uh, is, coming, uh, is coming from that. Uh, and then, of course, there's this gem, cut five. You know, extreme Republicans are playing chicken with our national security, holding Ukraine's funding hostage to their extreme partisan border policies. If Putin takes Ukraine, he won't stop there. It's important to see the long run here. He's going to keep going. He's made that pretty clear. If Putin attacks a NATO ally, then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops if he moves into other parts of NATO. It's really a president of the United States, I think, Ray, and of course, I want your views on this, at, at the end of his line, politically, suggesting that if we don't give another $68 billion to Ukraine, somehow American troops uh, will be involved. Where do you see this going? Well, when you look at uh, more enlightened people, now, J.D. Vance is not my favorite senator, but here's an example of the kind of opposition that Chuck Schumer faces and why he's trying to get Zelensky to turn these guys around. Um, J.G. Vance talking with what? Uh, Jay, uh, Jake Tapper on CNN. We'll run the clip in a minute, but go ahead. You can give your view. Yeah, he's saying this is his word, preposterous. You know, it's preposterous to think that the that Russia, not the Soviet Union, but Russia wants to take over the rest of Western Europe. There's no evidence of it. And they went when they went into Ukraine, it was very, very small, ninety thousand guys. You don't take over even much of Ukraine with those people. So one thing that I like to adduce, it makes sense to me, maybe it makes sense to this audience, but uh, you know, what about one five five millimeter shells? standard for tanks, for artillery, for everything. You know, if there were a Russian threat to Western Europe or to Europe, wouldn't you think they would have the standard ammunition in stock? <laughs> so they didn't have the standard, they don't still have the standard ammunition in stock. So that means either they didn't think Russia was a threat all during that time from, you know, from the 22 years that Putin has been in power, 
through the the coup d'etat in Kiev in 2014, they still don't have those shells. So one of two conclusions. One is they don't really think Russia is a threat. Or number two, they're totally incompetent. And that's possible, too. You know, in the um, in the interview with um, uh, Jake, my friend Jake Tapper, J.D. Vance, and I, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't even agree with everything he says in the interview, but he does make uh, some uh, some very interesting points. Uh, are Paris and Berlin really worried about Putin? Of course not. Has Putin even hinted? that he's going to go beyond Ukraine? Absolutely not. Does he want to take over Ukraine? No. Does he want to govern Ukraine? No. He just wants NATO out of Ukraine. All right, here's the clip of um, uh, Senator uh, Vance. And you're you're right. This is the type of opposition amongst Republicans and maybe amongst a few sensible Democrats, I don't know, that Chuck Schumer faces. In order for the Senate to give this uh, money, uh, they have to suspend their rules. Because Joe wants the money before Christmas. It's only two weeks to Christmas. In order to suspend the rules, they need a two-thirds vote. That's 67 senators. When they took the vote to suspend the rules last week, it was 51 in favor, 49 against. All the Democrats in favor, all of the uh, Republicans against. Here's uh, Vance explaining the view of himself and many Republicans. So there are two reasons I don't buy this. First of all, Putin has showed he's much weaker than a lot of people feared. The Ukrainians have fought bravely. They've also stalled Putin at a very small amount of territorial gain relative to the entire country. The idea that he can march to Poland or Berlin is preposterous. And the other thing that this really misses here is we have to remember our NATO allies, with the exception of a few Eastern Europeans, are not carrying their fair share of the burden. Most of them don't even spend 2% of their GDP on defense. If Putin is a threat to Berlin, that means the Germans should be changing something about their defense policy. It doesn't mean we can write indefinite checks to Ukraine. Right. But Russia has been proven to be something of, of, a, of a paper tiger because the U.S. has been helping Ukraine, right? I mean, that's the reason. Well, it's also because, of course, the Ukrainians have fought very bravely. I think it's also because, look, you cannot occupy an entire territory the size of Ukraine with the amount of troops that Russia has. Uh, the idea that you can go even further and control multiple European nations is, I think, a scare tactic to get people distracted from the fact that our Ukraine policy just doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, I listened to Secretary Blinken. What are we trying to do, Jake? What is the end goal here? How long does this go until the president can articulate the answer to those questions? I don't know why we would write another blank check. Well, to, to start where he ends, they can't articulate an end goal. At one point, uh, Mrs. Newland's end goal was to use, use Ukraine as a battering ram to drive Putin from office. But the uh, economic sanctions have made Russia stronger and more economically independent of President Putin's approval ratings are between 82 and 86 percent, almost the inverse of old Joe's, which are in the low 30s or high 20s. I'll let you take that ball and run with it, Ray. Well, on the economic front, uh, the IMF and the West uh, decided that uh, Russia would uh, would suffer a two, point, a two percentage uh, reduction in GDP. Uh, turned out there were four and a half points off, uh, Russia has got two and a half increase in GDP. Um, so that's, that's the, those were the sanctions. The rest of the stuff was just crazy. These people don't know what they're doing. And, you know, 
when Putin parades around exuding self-confidence and saying, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll run again, and he's got six more years, maybe 12 more years, for God's sake. Well, yeah, he's filling his oats, but he's got to worry about what these guys are going to do. If they go to cluster bombs, if they go to depleted uranium shells, what might they do next to prevent defeat, defeat the election, and maybe imprisonment under this new guy that might come in next November? Uh, Chris, let's run the clip of uh, President Putin um, talking about the, the one I have to narrate, how uh, strong Russia is and how weak Ukraine is, even with American assistance. Our defense plants are working more and more competently. Our industry is gaining momentum. We've started producing several times more. I know that we still don't have enough. But Ukraine is running out of weapons. They don't have their own foundations. When you don't have your own foundations, you don't have your own ideology, you don't have your own industry, you don't have your own money. You don't have anything that's your own. But you don't have a future. We have a future. I mean, he's he's right on the mark, and he sees uh, that the NATO has effectively been defeated by Russia via the proxy war in Ukraine. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Nobody really uh, can take a position other than that, except for the fanatics uh, in the Biden administration. Look at this. Here he is when he visited. Show you from the beginning. President Putin visiting uh, President Abbas and the cap of one of the military honor guards falls off and President Putin stoops to pick it up. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Look for that cap on eBay soon, Ray McGovern. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break um, to pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to uh, switch to Israel, uh, how the IDF in Gaza is arresting civilian males, stripping them down to their underwear, parading them around and claiming that they are captured Hamas fighters, all in direct and profound violation of the Geneva Conventions, but first this. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Lear Capital. You all know that I am a paid spokesperson for Lear Capital because it's the right thing to do because the government is regulating too much and printing too much money and reducing the value of everything you earn and everything you own. 
And the best hedge against this is gold and silver. That's what I've done. I know the folks at Lear. I trust the folks at Lear. I've worked with the folks at Lear. And I use their advice when it comes to my investing in gold and silver. You should do the same. Call them at 800-511-4620 or go to learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very nice conversation with a very knowledgeable person who'll send you literature to read, which you can review with your spouse and your financial advisor. And then you can call them back and decide what you want to do. Why Lear? Lear has 25 years experience and thousands of five-star reviews and a 24-hour risk-free guarantee. And when you have this conversation with the Lear representative, you'll find out if you can qualify for a $15,000 gold bonus. So call Lear now, 800-511-4620 or learjudgenap.com. Is Israel continuing to uh, lose the PR war, not only in the, uh, in the region, but internationally? Yes, for sure. Uh, and Putin is filling the gap. He's winning. You know, he's talked with the, the, the heads of Saudi Arabia, of Iran, of Turkey, three key countries in this mix. Uh, he's filling his oats, as you could see there, with the honor guard. The honor guard fellow had, had lost his hat. Bad, bad, right? So he picks up the hat, puts it on, and I said, oh, it's all right. It's all right. So my problem is he's feeling very ebullient. And he wants to be in a position to maybe even mediate what happens there in uh, in Gaza. I don't know if that's going to work, but they're in, in trouble there because, uh, well, I think probably tomorrow the General Assembly takes up the same kind of resolution that the U.S. vetoed uh, just uh, last Thursday or Friday. Uh, so... Yeah, they're isolated. And when you talk about the Russia being isolated, well, it's just the other way around, just the other way around, as it is the other way around on Russia losing in Ukraine. Ukraine right. The other way around. Well, we, we were live on air um, uh, with Matt Ho on Friday when you reported uh, on the results of that uh, of that vote at the Security Council. We now know that it was 13 to 1 to 1, 13 in favor of a ceasefire, one against, which is effectively a veto, the United States, and then Great Britain just uh, going along as the Brits have more or less been a, a poodle uh, to whoever's uh, in the White House. Here is uh, the United States deputy ambassador to the UN explaining the United States veto, followed by three comments by uh, Arab officials who happened to be in D.C. at the time. Although the United States strongly supports a durable peace in which both Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace and security, we do not support this resolution's call for an unsustainable ceasefire that will only plant the seeds for the next war. We believe there is a moral obligation toward the international community to stop the killing of the civilian, Palestinian civilians. And it's the first time, at least in my lifetime, that I have seen that calling for a ceasefire became a controversial issue. I'm not sure how deep is the understanding here of what's happening on the ground in Gaza. Uh, I mean, this war has broken every record uh, largest number of journalists killed, largest number of, of, of hospitals destroyed, last, largest number of medics killed, 
largest number of UN employees killed. Our message has been very clear. There needs to be uh, an immediate ceasefire, there needs to be a cessation of hostilities, and uh, we need to have immediate access for humanitarian aid. It is not acceptable. Where do you think this is going to go, Ray? Uh, our friend uh, and colleague Alastair Crook uh, thinks it's eventually going to lead to a regional um, military conflagration. Well, I bow to Alistair, uh, but I think that can be avoided. And I think uh, the, the, the top leaders in that area are doing their best bending over backwards to avoid it. Uh, there are economic measures they can take. I would expect them to do those first. The oil embargo, well, that won't hurt the U.S. so much now, but it will really, really hurt Western Europe. Uh, the Houthis saying no Israeli uh, vessels can cut or people delivering things to Israel could come through the Red Sea. Those are big things. What really worries me is the cynical use of the the most potent arrow in the quiver of uh, propaganda or covert action, and that is accusing somebody of rape. Okay, now all the major media are full of these stories about rape in Gaza. <laughs> rape uh, when the uh, when Hamas went into Israel. Uh, there is no evidence to support that. What they have is Israeli reports. And so what's the, pro what's the problem here? Well, the problem is the American people are being subjected still to this, this drivel, this propaganda, which would make them inclined to support anything Biden want to do because they're not getting the straight story on this. This has to change. It's changing abroad because of all these iPhones. Will it change in the United States soon enough to prevent Biden from doing really something really stupid, stupider? I don't know. So the Israelis um, claim that they have um, uh, arrested IDF. For, excuse me. They have arrested Hamas fighters who threw their weapons down. Um, the uh, Gazans say these are not Hamas fighters. These are uh, civilians who've been kidnapped, stripped down to their underwear and paraded around on Israeli cameras and express violation. Well, the kidnapping is a violation uh, of the Geneva Conventions. The occupier can't kidnap uh, and the parading is a violation. This morning I asked uh, earlier today, I asked Alistair Crook about it. So we have juxtaposed Alistair's comments on this with background footage, what we call B-roll, of these uh, unfortunate guys being uh, shown on camera in their underwear. They're, they're a little blurred. It's not lurid. Um, it looks like they're wearing bathing suits, uh, but it's a war crime. Take a look. It's becoming quite clear that actually uh, Hamas is not being defeated. I mean, when you see Israel rounding up a whole lot of civilians from a, a local shelter in their underwear, uh, and then filming them and say they're sort of um, seized Hamas prisoners, you, you realize that the Israel is having to try and find ways of convincing its public that this exercise has been a success. Uh, I don't think they have even touched the main force of Hamas, which is underground still. They've just at, ma managed to treat it a little bit at the edges, but not the main part of it. And at the same time, they've destroyed their image in the world. Uh, overall, completely. But Biden is committed to giving them as much time as possible to try and destroy Hamas. But meanwhile, as I say, I think Hamas understood this. They are able to last much longer than perhaps Biden 
or Netanyahu is on in this fight. And then I think that they expect that Israel will go for Hezbollah. And that will mean we will move up the ladder of escalation to the next level. Interesting uh, observation that Hamas will be around uh, longer than Biden uh, or uh, or Netanyahu. Why is there no outrage at this? You expressed profound outrage. We ran the clip over and over over the weekend. Why aren't people in the State Department resigning and publishing the documents, sewing, showing, demonstrating um, United States uh, duplicity in Ukraine and uh, and in Israel? Judge, but there would be outrage anywhere else in the world of any other country. If Putin stripped down uh, Ukrainian prisoners to their underwear and took pictures of them, there'd be outrage. That would be different because he wants to take over Europe. I I, I make a joke. Sick of joke. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is, um, look, I'm, a, I'm around long enough to remember photos of Auschwitz and Buchenwald and Dachau. And those photos are very reminiscent of what happened then, okay? So never again, except for the Israelis, they can do never again uh, what happened to them. Now, these photos are going viral around the rest of the world. You don't see them on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post. There have been some, some little improvement in that, but that hasn't happened yet. So. It's really up to us. We are enabling all this stuff. We have to tell our representatives, our senators, and anybody else who has any power at all, look, that's enough is enough. Uh, never again means never again for everyone, especially and especially for people who have suffered never again. Uh, over the weekend, um, the Biden administration, bike-passing Congress, uh, sent 13,000 rounds uh, of tank ammunition and another 106 million uh, in in tanks and tank uh, spare parts to Israel, bypassing Congress using emergency legislation uh, enacted at the time of World War II. The purpose of the emergency legislation uh, is to defend the national security of the United States of America. So in order to bypass Congress, it was necessary for Secretary Blinken to sign a document under oath that whatever he was bypassing Congress on was necessary to support the national security of the United States. Is it even conceivable how giving this money to Israel, bypassing Congress, bypassing the Constitution, bypassing federal law, is necessary for the security of the United States? It's not conceivable. It is conceivable if Biden thinks this is necessary for him to win the election or the people around him think that's the case. It's so politically cynical. I mean, let's face it, there is there is appreciable Zionist influence in the press, in the Congress, and among the chief lieutenants, all of whom, all of whom, except maybe General Austin, are self, self, was it self-confessed, the self-recognized uh, Zionists, okay? And Zionists are not Jews, okay? Zionists take over other countries like what happened in 1948, 
and no one has made them pay a price for that. The price is coming now. It's just that the U.S. is the main stumbling block. We'll see what happens in the General Assembly tomorrow. Today, my colleague and good friend Anne Wright is appearing before the Security Council at about 3 o'clock, and she's going to talk about her experience with arms transfers into areas where conflict has begun. Tune in. It's going to be really good 15 minutes. Ray McGovern, always a pleasure, my dear friend. We'll see you uh, at the end of the week uh, with Larry Johnson for our Intel Roundtable. Thank you for your thoughts, uh, and thank you for your foresight on all of this. Most welcome. Of course. Uh, Coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time, uh, the aforestated Larry Johnson, and at 5 o'clock Eastern, Max Blumenthal. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.